Hello. Welcome to Lights Carry Action. I'm Carrie Morrison, your film buff friend, and I'm here to give you brief and spoiler-free reviews so you don't have to do any research. So sit on down and grab a cup of tea and let's get to it. I want to thank everyone for your very lovely and appreciated patience as I know I was gone for a bit, almost almost a month I think. Uh, and, and that's just because a lot of things have taken over my life, but in a good way. My dreams of being a podcast producer, leaving my retail job to do the freelance thing full time has come true and it's wild and I finally have weekends to myself to watch films. So that's why we are publishing on Mondays now because I finally have weekends to just watch films and not have to cram everything at like 10 o'clock at night. But yeah, I feel freshly rejuvenated. I've had this new energy that makes me really excited and I can't wait to get back to it. So this week's theme is driving through desperation. So these are all road trips where out of necessity or given the particular scenario the protagonists end up in, they've got to go on a road trip to try and find the answers or like the the cars are involved (laughs) so with that being said let's get on to the first film of the week hey last month i went dancing at this cute spot in florida where my roommate's girl made like five g's a night we just met yesterday and you're already trying to take hoe trips together be ready by two you want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out? It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense. You want to go somewhere with me? Yes. The first film we're looking at this week is Zola, which was... It's been it's been postponed in terms of release date for a while, and it only really came out in a couple of months, but it was initially released for festivals in 2020, directed by Janixa Bravo. It's written by a few people. So Janixa Bravo, Jeremy O'Harris, David Kushner, and adapted by the famous 140-odd tweet thread by Isaiah King, a.k.a. Zola. So Zola is a waitress and meets a girl named Stephanie, uh, who is a sex worker. They, after only really knowing each other for about 48 hours, Stephanie invites Zola to accompany her to Florida where there are some great exotic dancing work where they can make loads of money. But turns out Zola's actually been looped in to a weekend of bizarre adventures. Not true. I got you girls. A real nice spot. This is messy. You are messy. Your brain is broke. Is this what you came here for, Zola? Do it look like I came for this? All this money you made. I'm so proud of you. So I quite liked it. I enjoyed it as a whole. I think stylistically and aesthetic-wise, it's really nice and appealing to look at. And that's more to do with the cinematography and the overall colour palette and the editing, which was really nice. I really liked that they went more with the satirical element. It was almost a nod into how ridiculous the whole scenario is. So many things happen within the space of one weekend that most films it would take probably like a few months to really accomplish. That made it entertaining. And they incorporate a lot of the original Twitter thread in the narration. I mean, especially in the first couple seconds of the beginning, they have on this date, 2015, Zola posted this on her timeline, and then it becomes more incorporated in the narration. 
a part of me wishes they were very consistent with that and maybe incorporated the whole Twitter thread maybe or at least just had it featured more because a lot of it diminished as the film went on and it just left me wanting more because I felt that's where a lot of the comedy landed for me. In my opinion, the script isn't the best thing in the world. I think because they're meant to have a satirical view on things, a lot of scenes that are meant to have emotional weight to it, it almost feels flat. Like they're still trying to air it on the side of satire. And I'm like, you need the emotional moments in order to fuel the satire and to how surreal the whole scenario is. I think the cast embrace the style really well and you can tell that they are all really passionate about the project. And it is definitely an entertaining film. When I went to see it, the cinema was packed and everyone was just laughing and roaring and having a jolly old time. So this is definitely a film where if you want to have a good time, I highly recommend watching it. If you want to watch it to see what it would be nominated for in the Oscars, you might you might be struggling but I like this film. It's entertaining. And what more could you want? Now let's go on to the second film of the week. And just as a trigger warning almost, this is a film that talks about abortion. I need some help, Grandma. Okay. I need $600. 630 For what? I'm pregnant. Who is he? A one-night stand? No, ew. He's kind of my boyfriend. Yeah. Why didn't you use a condom? Or for humanity's sake, get a vasectomy. Oh, who is this? It's my grandma. You know, I cut my credit cards up into little pieces. I made a wind chime out of them. Why would you do that? The second film we're talking about this week is Grandma, released in 2015, written and directed by Paul Wheats, and it stars Lily Tomlin, you know, Miss Frazzle from the reboot of the Magic School Bus, is that show? <laughs> Lily Tomlin stars as the grandma, Elle Reed, who was this famous poet when she was younger. And uh, it's been a year and a half since her wife passed away. And her granddaughter arrives one day and says, I need money to have an abortion. And the appointment is at 10 past five today. And it's sort of a road trip where you meet these different characters in Elle's life and finding out her life story whilst also trying to get Sage the procedure. I'm scared. I've been scared of your mom since she was five years old. I mean, any idiot could see that you need to be supervised, am I right? Are you saying I'm any idiot? This film is really heart-wrenching, I would say. It's brilliantly written. Paul Wheats wrote a really incredible script and really knew how to execute the very fine line between the light and shade of it and Lily Tomlin good lord she was absolutely phenomenal in this film and I really wish this film got more recognition at the time for her outstanding performance the way she reflects all these different characters in in the entire film was really great and you could tell that she fully embraces character. And there are times when the character is a terrible person. But Elle still comes across as this person I would totally like go out and have a really awful cup of coffee with. That is a reference to the film. I don't actively like bad coffee. I know there was hints to Sage's character design in the film in that her unknown father had curly hair but it just annoyed me the whole film that her hair looked like a pack of pot noodles and that's most likely a purposeful choice to 
make her look very juvenile and not matured yet. And yes, I get it, but also I could not help but think of NSYNC era Justin Timberlake noodle hair. Obviously, you have to be prepared for the subject matter of abortion and this film does not shy away from the topics it wants to raise about that. But if you are able to watch something like that, I highly recommend you watch it. It is such a great film that on the surface you'd think would be more focused on the comedy but actually really it's it's this perfect balance that I haven't seen in quite a long time that I would highly recommend. Now let's get on to the last film of the week and yes my dudes it is a classic. It's taken me a very long time to get around to it. Thelma. I'll get it! Thelma, I've not told you I can't stand it when you holler in the morning. I'm sorry darling. I just didn't want you to be late. Hey, how you doing, little housewife? Louise. Yeah, I still have to ask Daryl if I can go. You mean you haven't asked him yet? Thelma, is he your husband or your father? Thelma and Louise are going fishing. How come Daryl let you go? Because I didn't ask him. <laughs> He's going to kill you! I left him a note. <laughs> The last film we are looking at this week is Thelma and Louise, released in 1991, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Callie Corey. It stars Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis as, I should say it the other way around actually, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon as Thelma and Louise. And they originally intend on having a mountain getaway, two friends just hanging out. But then a very horrible incident occurs which forces them to go on the run. Investigator Howe Slocum, Arkansas State Police. You get your butt back here, Thelma, now. As you know, we've tapped your phone. What? Maybe you got a few too many parking tickets. Uh, Thelma, what happened? So just a warning before I start talking about it. The film does contain a rape scene and it doesn't really hide it or try and decorate it it's very brutal and you have to be in a very safe mental space for that first and foremost but I honestly think for the time not now but for the time I think this is the perfect film that deals with women's rights and sexual violence I think if it was made now people would be like post me too it would be a lot more accepting to go to the police with the thing that they did but I think this film whilst it unnecessarily graphically showed the sexual violence which would not have been done today I think on the whole when exposing the system for how horribly they treat women as victims of sexual violence even though they do have the one token good guy which I feel like may have been a production note or something people at the time would have taken a lot from this film and how incredible it is. This film shines because of Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis. Um, the script is amazing and I think the way Ridley Scott directed it was also really great. But without Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis, this film probably wouldn't have hit as hard. And they're just fantastic. Every single scene they have together, there's just this magic and this chemistry that really pulls you in. When with the runtime at points you could you could be bored like honestly they're, they're just scenes of them like in the car and they're chatting about things but the way they interact together is so affectionate and just so heartbreaking that 
I just really enjoyed this film. I mean, there's a reason it lasted the way it did. It's still relevant today, unfortunately. But this is a great film about friendship, about women's rights, about so many things that I wish people watched this film and really learnt from it. Because as we learnt from, sorry to time this review a bit, but considering what happened in Plymouth, people are just not, these films that are meant to be so great for advocating for women's rights that have been such a huge staple in pop culture. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Um, but that takes away from the view. The, the film is phenomenal. Like, there's there's not much more I can say for that. If you haven't watched it at this point, as someone who only really watched it last night, if you're in the safe mental headspace for that, highly recommend go and watch it now those are all the films i watched this week and i definitely think thelma and louise in terms of the best film but i think out of all the films if i would want you to go and watch something i would like you to watch grandma as well because thelma and louise is very relatively well known everyone kind of knows the ending but grandma is so bittersweet and i don't think it's talked about enough and i would highly suggest if people adventure and go and watch it but that is everything for this week please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast it would be immensely appreciated the show does also have a patreon it's only one pound a month so if you fancy supporting the show the link to that is in the show notes and you can catch up on all things related to this show at lights carry action on instagram and on my personal twitter at carry jomo but that is everything for this week take care and stay safe <laughs>